Let's do this. Just watch. Duncan, I thought I'd be home for dinner an hour ago. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the <laughs> podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. So the thing that's so baffling about that line is we did literally just see him eat dinner. <clears throat> so like, right. is he going to another murder mystery party? What is he doing? <laughs> I like that uh, murder mystery party. Dinner theater. Yeah. Yeah. Bread. Mm. All the bread you can eat. <laughs> All the bread. Carbo you know what's funny? I, I never even thought about that. That like, that line doesn't make any sense. He really did eat. Like, that's crazy. All right. Well. <laughs> did he really eat though? He just had some, some vino. Oh, you know, that's right. He's so got he blood is, all over the and food. And there's, there's blood yeah. all over the food. Yeah. That's no good. All right. I mean, an immortal, they... They can't get like communicable blood diseases, so he could just eat the bloody food. That's sure. true. Just get in there. No reason not to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not communicable blood disease. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's literally that's the only reason. I could see I this movie doing that, but like uh, him just biting into a bloody roll. Right, and yeah. confused audience members would be like, "Why? Why is he eating blood?" And then like nerdy Highlander people are like, "Oh, they don't He's explain it. He's a Dracula. They, <laughs> they don't explain it in the movie, but immortals can't get like blood diseases." It's like, "Oh, okay, another confusing part of this movie." Or, I'm sure we discussed this before. Can they get the blood diseases, but then it gets healed? <sighs> well, Duncan does say, "I can get sick or just could die from it." Yeah, that's there true. Those are words he says. I think we all deserve a medal like for. Oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> for actually talking about Highlander uh, in the first minute of this podcast. so That's yeah. true. Our, our, our listeners are probably like, what's wrong with the guys? Right. <laughs> right. Why aren't they talking about Batman or something? Yeah. All of his magic. That's true. I'm like Samson from the Bible. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm weak I, now. Not Delilah. the Samson. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. Which, what's another one? Is there another one? I'm trying to I think of know. one. The villain from the Dave Chappelle movie... <laughs> about selling medical marijuana as villain name the villain name there is samson yeah what a pull what's that movie called high something shit half baked you talking about half baked yeah half-baked. Hi, that is called samson <laughs> samson i can't believe I remember that yeah, there you not go the name of the film <laughs> that's weird yeah. jim, jim brewer's in that movie i believe that's true i, I was Great. Yeah, it's... Jim Brewer. All right, great, great guys. All right, let's talk about Highlander. <laughs> yes, let's Highlander. Might right, this so be we... the last one? Oh, I kind of ish. Maybe we'll see. Uh, this is now episode nine of our 
nine of our continuing Highlander Endgame coverage. So this this our series of podcasts is what like four times the length of the movie, perhaps at this point, maybe yes. lo- maybe Easy. longer. Wow. According to Twitter, I, I read a tweet once that said, "If you're if your podcast about the movie is longer than the movie, then you fucked up." Oh well, uh, do you think we fucked up, Eamon? No. I mean, mistakes were made. No, okay, good. <laughs> I guess that's great. I'm we had fun making down. them, though. Yeah, sure. it's the journey, not the whatever. That's right. That is saying. Yeah, yeah. that's the exact saying. <laughs> it's the journey, not the end game, or something, right? Sure. Yeah. And, but, 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 um, Okay, well, before we get into this movie, we're going to play the old catalog game. Uh, so I'm going to read a uh, a description out of the 1996 Highlander catalog, and Colin and Amy are going to do their best to guess the actual retail price at the time of the item uh, within 20%. If they get uh, within 20% or closer, they get my respect and get to give their opinion at the end of the episode. This might be the only episode it, makes, uh, it matters, right? Finally get to give that opinion. Might be. That's right. All right. Uh, and if they don't get within 20%, I get to give my opinion, which no one wants to hear. Uh, so it will be great for everybody. Yeah. Well, that'll true. be no different whether you give it first, last, or in the middle. So you know. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So here we go, guys. Here is this week's item. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, indeed. Huh? No rebar. No rebar. Just some accurately bricks. accurately guess without accounting for the rebar. I know. <laughs> All right, so this is item 121, caps. Here's the description. Suitable crowns for the princes and princesses of the universe. Pick pick a hat that says, what's on your mind? Um, Adult baseball caps available with the Highlander logo embroidered in bold red on black wool blend or the Joe's Bar logo embroidered in fluorescent pink on black cotton twill. For kids, a youth cap in white and cotton twill with Highlander. There can be only one, silk screened in red. There you go. So wow. That one's only for kids? Non-kids yes. can't wear that one? Yes. But I, I my guess is it's like probably it's like because it's silk screened, right? It's like a cheaper, a cheaper kid kid hat, right? You can't trust these kids with all these hats. With the fancy hat? hats. Yeah. They're gonna right. they're gonna get chocolate all over it. Yeah, sure. Keith, based on the hat you're wearing, I, I don't trust this advice, but this hat's lasted. This is great. <laughs> this hat's lasted. Is that your key farms hat? It is my key farms hat. <laughs> that fucking hat has been through the ringer, man. It has. What, it's been through the wash what, too. What you've done to that hat. It's been bleached <laughs> unsuccessfully. <laughs> nice. Great bleach so it can look like this child's Highlander hat. That's right. It's it's probably waterproof now. It's so like fucking dingy and greasy. <laughs> When you initially said they're all caps, I was like, but the one in Joe's isn't in all caps. That's true. That's in more of a script. Yeah. But all right. I guess I could guess first on this bad boy. Go for it, Kyle. And I'm going to guess that, are, are the kids ones a different price? It's all the same price? Uh, the kids one is a different price. Don't worry about guessing Ooh. the kids one. Let's just guess adults only XXX. All right. Adults only XXX is got to be $24.99 then. Twenty four ninety nine. All right, is, is my guess. Amen. How much would you pay for one of these caps, or do you think they charge for one of these caps? Yeah, I won't say how much I would pay, but uh, <laughs> for how much I think they're asking for, I'll say nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. All right, uh, Amen. How much would you pay for them? Just out of curiosity. 
Mm, I don't wear ball caps, so zero dollars. Zero dollars. Okay. I would, would you, I would I would not purchase one of these. Would caps. you would you wear like a wool cap? I would wear a wool cap. How much would you pay for a wool cap? I know this mm, is apples and oranges, but it is, but it's it's okay. I'll play your game. All right, um, good. I don't know, probably like twenty bucks at most. All right, twenty bucks at most. So you pay more for the wool. More for the wool, man. At least, right? one, at least one cent more. Yeah, I'll get I'll get utility out of that in the cold winter months. That's right. And then somebody can read Joe's and say, "Oh, you're a Highlander fan." Yeah, I I enjoy Joe's bar as well. No, there there's. I I wonder how many people would actually be able to identify it because it is just the word Joe's. Yes, right. If they did identify it, I'd probably have a heart attack and die. Sure. I mean, if I saw someone with like a jo- something looking like that, I would ask if that was Highlander related. Yeah. Because there's also a chance it's totally not and they'd be really confused, right? Now, would you ask anybody or would you kind of like look at them and figure out, is, does this look like somebody I can just go up to and ask a question? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, un- why, what are we talking about, guys? All right, here, let's, 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 get these let's, hats. let's talk about these caps. They're not hats, Kyle, they're caps. Anyway, uh, Kyle, you guess twenty four ninety nine. Amy, you guess nineteen ninety nine. This is true. This is true. Actual retail price in nineteen ninety six was sixteen dollars. Oh, which uh, so Amy, you're closer. However, not within twenty percent. Uh, the cutoff was nineteen dollars and twenty cents. Damn. Damn. At sixteen ninety nine. It was no, just sixteen dollars flat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, is that math right? It is. It is right. I used the calculator and everything. Ooh, oh, good job. Calculator. All right. Thanks for playing. Deal. Great job. Wow, that's I'm actually a, that's at, a reasonable the... price for a hat. Yeah, it's not so bad. Because I bet that's like 20 bucks today. And I don't think people blanch, unless they're like really shitty, I don't think people blanch at 20 bucks for a hat. No. Yeah. How much does a ball cap cost these days? Not not if you're at the ballpark, because they that's a premium. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess like, I guess I don't know. Depends on what it is. Mm. Let's say twenty bucks. Branding, baby. Huh. All right, great. Keith, Austin, shot that you were giving your opinion first on this bad boy. I've been giving my opinion first most of the time uh, in this <laughs> extended uh, extended uh, podcast uh, series here. It's ridiculous. Okay, so we should do a recap. Let's Ooh, go recap following our caps. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah. How much yeah. did you pay for the recap? All right. Who do you, do you want to give it, Kyle? You gave it last time and well, you were that's winded. That's why I shouldn't do it this time. Eamon, do you want to do it or I could try it? Uh, I can try it. All right. You want to. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> It'll be terrible if I do it. Should I try to do it as fast as Kyle? Yes. Faster. It's a race. <clears throat> we're, we're in an eating race. Okay. Okay. Islander Endgame. Connor and Duncan go to New York and they get a hot dog. Connor says, watch your back. Connor goes to the antique store. There's a creepy man hanging outside of it. It explodes. Rachel's in there. She dies after she watches some videos of Connor and her doing stuff, which is impossible because they didn't have cameras then, but whatever. Uh, it explodes. Uh, the, Connor is full of shame and goes to the sanctuary where he's locked up and their doo-doo goes into a weird doo-doo trap. Cal comes up. He's an evil immortal. that. He kills all the all the immortals, and they think Connor's dead, but Connor's not dead, and he has a bunch of motorcycle goons. And Duncan goes looking for him, and uh, he goes to the antique store, and all the goons show up, and Duncan fights them, and his old girlfriend is there too, and she doesn't like him for some reason, and it's actually his wife, not his girlfriend, and he fights <laughs> them. 
and then he falls out and then the watchers kidnap him and put him in the sanctuary and then he gets broken out by Joe and Mythos who killed watchers and give him his sword back and they go to a cemetery and Connor's there for some reason and Kel shows up and says he's the architect of Connor's pain and they fight <laughs> Connor and Connor loses and Duncan's like what the F man and then uh, Duncan fights uh the Connor fights Duncan. Really, you're uh, really losing uh, momentum here, buddy. And they they have sex. The not Connor and Duncan, but <laughs> Duncan and his old girlfriend. And then she's like, "What the f?" And Duncan uh, killed her, and she became immortal. And she doesn't like that. And uh, Duncan cut Connor's head off. All right. And then Kel killed all the goon immortals at dinner. <laughs> wow. Very good. All right. Is it it wasn't as good as Kyle, I don't think. But no, no, that was <laughs> I was pretty good though. <laughs> uh i love to see it so we're now like at the very end like this is it yeah yeah is it so at this point we we now get this like meditative moment right we're jumping in the movie the kata right so uh duncan is in like this empty warehouse like at two in the morning it's like pitch black Mm -hmm. and he does a cool kata this is like the opening credits to the show it is like I, I did wonder like if this was supposed to like kind of look like that at all or is it just it that like oh warehouses all look like warehouses so you know is he wearing he's wearing like a tank top isn't he he is a black tank top very sexy <laughs> right hubba hubba so what do we think of this it's good you know this gets you a know. shrug well i guess you know there's like a, a there's poetry it's poetry because right. our, our first meeting of duncan he's doing like a kata we see it again. That's fine, I guess. But I don't know. There's really no point. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of like seeing Duncan do katas just as a thing. Like, he's good at them. Sure. Yeah. He's very. He good. makes them work. It's a, a big part of the character. So I guess all of that's fine. But like, I don't know why we've spent so much of this movie watching him do them. I I this this baffles me. Like I don't. I do. What I com- does baffle me? <laughs> I completely agree with you, Kyle. Like, I love that Adrian brought the Kata thing to the movie, right? Like, that does seem like uniquely Duncan McLeod. Uh, but like, they don't talk about it, and I'm like, what is the purpose of this Kata? Like, they don't lean into like, hey, m- maybe Mac is like really upset about Connor's death and like can't face Kel in anger, so needs to like do a thing to clear his mind, right? Also, by the way, at this point. Duncan has never faced Cal, which I think is hugely problematic. But I agree. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I just wish there was like a reason to have this kata here, right? Like it has to have some like deeper meaning, right? Story driven meaning. Well, like at this point, Duncan has gotten the powers of Connor. They should like they should do some type of illustration to show like Duncan's leveled up. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how they could show that in the context of this film because they haven't really, like... We we haven't seen, like, any indication of Duncan's... I mean, I guess Duncan fought all those goons in the... But he did okay. Antiques yeah. Yeah, he did like, fine. He didn't lose. He, like, he handled them, yeah. Against five guys. <laughs> like, yeah. So I if don't know. Like, like what if there was like a thing where like Duncan was like trying to do a move or something, right? Like do it in the beginning of the movie. 
and that and now he can do it yeah you know what i mean or something or he gets a rematch against jin k and like beats jin k or right something. you know what i mean like which that's that's perfect amen like there needs yeah. to be an illustration of it right yeah yeah and and furthermore this whole thing like one of the one of the weirdnesses at the heart of this is in a vacuum does anyone think that like adrian paul can't handle bruce Payne? do you know what i mean like right like watching this film do you sit there and be like oh yeah like connor's definitely stronger than duncan like jacob kell's definitely stronger than duncan because of this math problem that joe does right yeah like that doesn't make much sense and right insofar as you're asked to to accept that like even the math adding it up doesn't work either right. so like fighting someone else like jin k or doing something like is part of the logic of the movie like it's asking you to accept this jury rigged pres like premise about the numbers but then like you know they leave they in fact power up kel in the final moments perhaps more than duncan gets powered up by fighting connor right, right. like Jin K seems better than Connor. Right. He just yeah. does. Like he seems like a better fighter. Like, so why isn't Kel incrementally that much stronger now, too? Right. Because we only see Connor like fight a bunch of goons. He fights Duncan like 300 years ago or something. And then he gets his ass kicked by Kel, right? Yeah, like just housed by Kel. Yeah. But Connor's supposed to be more powerful than Duncan. And I just don't think anyone buys that either. Like, yeah. Duncan spends his free time doing katas. Connor, <laughs> I don't know what he does. He stands on top of a hill and does, um, like, sword moves. Oh, that's right. He does do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, another different. another way to structure this whole thing, like, we had talked in an earlier episode about, like, this should be a, a team-up film, like a posse film. Uh, like you said, Kyle, like, or both of you, we've all said that, like, there's no way Duncan can take, or Bruce Payne is going to take on Duncan. This doesn't seem to make sense. But, like, it could also be a, like, we're all guarding the king sort of movie uh, where Duncan needs to level up so he can beat, like, five uh, pawns in a row, and he gets injured the whole way. So that, that way, by the time he gets to Bruce Payne, like, they're they're equally matched, there's right? stakes. Yeah, there's some yeah. stakes, but, like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, whew. Good. I'm glad we yeah. talked about the kata for uh, longer than it was. So. <laughs> hey, they chose. God damn it! It doesn't make sense. Anyway. Hey, then how do we? Then we get kicked off with actually. I like the sound effect on this clap. It's a well echoed clap. All right, five stars. Know, weirdly satisfying. Whoever the foley art, you know, artist was on this, catch yeah. a clap. Do you think Kel did his own clap? Great question. Yeah, because yeah. now we are just. Duncan and Con Duncan and Kel are now just gonna fight. Yeah, they just show they're, he just shows up. They're just in a place and they're gonna fight. And that yeah. is where we are. Yep. And I guess I don't know that I needed more setup than this, but I sure you did. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. They just right. show up and fight. It's it's just bizarre. Like this he just killed Connor, and now it's like, I don't know, is it 20 minutes later? He's <laughs> jam. Yeah. It's really this is strange. 70 years later. Mm -hmm. uh, just find each other. It is weird, though. It's like even the show, like they'll put it in a phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah, something. Like, <laughs> they'll do. Like, something. I'm at the thing. Ugh, if you want to see Lisa B again, come to, you know, 
Wellington Street. Okay. I don't know. Um, okay, so in this fight, like we start in this like church place, right? It's this big grand mm -hmm. place that's under construction. And do we spend any time here or do we just get the hell out of here and go to a basement? We get right to that basement, baby. Well, like yeah. they charge at each other at one point. Yes. Yeah. At one point, at the very beginning of the fight, yeah. they show and up. Bruce Payne says, I never knew you had him inside you. Ooh, <laughs> hot. <laughs> Which all, they are obsessed with that phrase about things yeah. being inside other things. It's like yeah, a I, Russian nesting doll fetish. I can't and decide if I like that or not. What's that? The The inside of you line. Like part of me thinks it's ridiculous, so ridiculous that I like it. <laughs> it's at least another... a little bit funny. Like a lot yeah. of what he does is ridiculous and prompts no response from me. Right. That's at least like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say one of my favorite tropes in anime is like the two people charging at each other, doing like yeah. the sword draw thing. Does that work here? No. <laughs> They and they are running at each other for so long. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like grunting and howling at each other, like ah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's comical. Here's my problem with this. Like they run at each other and they're in like a hallway. Yes. And then they knock each other over. But I'm like, there was there was no ledge. Here, let's let's watch. Here's here's them falling over. We might we might have to go beat by beat, guys. Uh all right, here the running. Ah, Oh, all right. Go go back further. What a tremendously unsafe yeah. setup. Here, look at this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm not seeing like ledge. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There isn't one. Yeah, it is. It is very unclear where we are in space. Like that does not look. How? Yeah, and now we're like in a oh. basement, which has like a ceiling. Well, and the, yeah, there's a ceiling. That's this what is I'm, crazy. Yeah, they went teleported. Yeah, that's that's actually floor. watching it again. That's what I meant. Is like they fall, but then there's a roof over where they fell into. Yeah, it's so bananas, it's like, right? This it just fil filmically, filmically. That's not a word, is it? It it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's such a bummer. Like, I mean, again, this movie has like, I guess, a low budget, and you mm -hmm. know, probably got screwed a bunch of ways. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, they they had obviously conceived this like bizarre religious temple, and like, mm -hmm. I feel like in a uh, in a better movie, this would be like this final fight would have been set up the entire film because we'd learn about the the architecture of this building, right? Like we would learn that, oh, we're building an altar for whatever, or there's maybe a throne room for fucking Kel because he's like some weird demigod character, right? And yeah. then in the final fight, we get to like go around this this place. Like it gives us the, 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 the roadmap we're on, right? Anyway, whatever. Ooh, the roadmap, is that? The roadmap. Was that like a, a Barack Obama thing or what was that? The roadmap was that Hillary Clinton. Anyway, I okay, no, no. I don't remember. Good question. Huh? This, the fight continues. The fight does continue. Uh, should I just hit play and we like skip around it a bit, or let's or what, what happens sure. next? Call, I don't know. Call out what you got? All right, let's see here. People can see this. Here we go. <laughs> so okay. they're in this pipe pipe hallway. Pipe hallway, kicking Which leads into like pipe antechamber somewhere. Right. And Mac uh, is just getting like the shit kicked out of him. And 
So are they supposed to be channeling Connor's haircut with Duncan? Ooh. What? Really? Look at, I don't know. I thought this, I rewatched this scene this morning in preparation for this. And his hair is just like so floppy <laughs> all the time. I'm like, are they trying to? Maybe. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Create some kind of visual symmetry with the weird bowl cut that Connor was using. Don't know. Can we talk, can we talk about his, his like shirt and coat? We well, got this it. Is the we're here, we're here in episode nine. Yeah. So what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, they the look brown like, boy throwdown, but like, <laughs> yeah, they're like glossy. I kind of like them, and I kind of don't at the same time. I, I want to feel it, you know. I want to like ask him if I can I feel, feel the it material, the material of his shirt. Sure, sparks though. I mean, this is cool. I don't know what to say, you know what I mean? Like, some <laughs> of it's cool and some of it's not. Look at his, yeah, face. no, some of the, some of this fight is fucking awesome, and some of yeah. it is just like a snooze, or I've already seen it. Uh, all right, I'll mm -hmm. play again. We'll, we'll move on a little bit more. Duncan, Duncan, oh, oh, hold on, we got to talk about this. Where, I, I, where? I, oh, where oh, oh boy, I have this emerge? in my notes, I have this in my yeah. notes, so. So what, follow the camera. We're, like, what are, what are we looking at here? Like, what is what are they trying to tell us to look at visually? So Duncan and Kel go down the hall, and then the camera just kind of drifts upwards. And Eamon, I think it's to what you were saying. Like, where are we? Like, I think they're trying to yeah. say we're going to go upstairs a bit, but there's no stairs. Like, it, the camera just points kind of randomly at the ceiling. Yeah. So strange. Nope, we saw some of this. Sorry, guys. Boop, 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 boop. Here we go. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, Up so there... And they're then, going like and, and then the camera's just over here like what are we like staring at the wall and now we're somewhere else like she's yeah. louise like is that supposed to tell us like the fight's just going all over the place <laughs> right that kick what do we think fucking cool yeah adrian man adrian paul is awesome oh he got a nice and now we're up on a catwalk yeah all right i also have to yeah, like how I have no idea how they got up there. Uh, in the the DVD, they teleported. <laughs> did you say teleported? Can they we teleported? Can we tra I didn't mark that right now. I didn't. Teleporting. You do that. Like, okay. He doesn't he teleport in the trailer? He does a few times. He he teleports in the movie for God's sake. All right. Damn. On the on the DVD commentary, right? The producers talk about they're like, we filmed it in this warehouse, and continuity was a huge like point of like uh like they were like we wanted to make sure the audience knew exactly where the characters were every step of the way and i was like are Wrong. you crazy like, <laughs> also that's like why you film in a random factory like this is like filming in the woods like you can just point the camera kind of anywhere and it's like oh it kind of looks like the same place like whatever right. and you just film around yikes this is cool yeah like some of this is interesting this is, yeah this is good I like this. I like the lunge. Uh, oh, and Kel's like, bongo. <laughs> and like, one of the things that I never understand at any point of this is like how injuries work in the context of this movie. Right. Because like Duncan is straight up, he's like in the superhero. Okay, and now, <laughs> now we're just falling again. We're just falling again. The, like, that's the thing that's so nuts about this is they've already done that. They already decided to have a thing where the, the main character falls from a height. Right. Get here. And yeah. they do it again for some reason. And I don't, I don't know if this is supposed to mirror Highlander 1. 
or just to, to be a device to get us to a location, which is how it's used in Highlander One. Mm-hmm. But like, I would argue that at least in Highlander One, like we're up on top of the studio, the Silver mm-hmm. Cup building, and like they use that whole location to great effect, right? Like we're climbing up on scaffolding, right? There's like uh, the, they flood the whole thing. There's a fight underwater kind of thing. Like there's all this stuff, and then we move on to like a new location. Like this doesn't take advantage of like where it is. It's just like let's just go to a new place and a new place, like. I don't well, know. We spend no time in that that the, yeah. the weird religious center. In Highlander one, like the final battle is on the Silver Cup building, and you have that big iconic sign, and then they fall into this like nicely lit dark room where there's a huge window behind them, and you can see all of New York City illuminated. Like that's a cool, like evocative place to have a fight. Yeah. And then even in Highlander two, the final fight is in a cool looking place. It's right. in like this weird room with a big beam going up. So it looks cool. Highlander three and this movie, they're just like, eh, we're just in like a, a, a abandoned warehouse with right. steam flying all over the place. It's just this like, doesn't seem that abandoned. There's steam everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's not like cool. Like the first, yeah, far be it for me to compliment Highlander two, but like, those had like iconic looking yeah. final battle locations that are awesome. It's and visually this, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm just kind of like, I've seen this. Yep. I've seen this already. Like, it's not like the move. The to me, the movie should be like should have the oomph. Like, this is a movie. This is like bigger. And this right. is just like I've seen this on like in six seasons of Highlander. I've seen them fight in places like this. It's right. just kind of kind of dozens of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say where they're about to go is pretty cool, though. I do yeah. like this is this is, I think, the only kind of place in this that I think is like, oh, at least this has like a look to it. And like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's move on with the fight. Oh, ouch. That is a good impact. Deep impact. Yeah, good impact. <laughs> all right. And is this where we get recycled footage? And now we've yeah. already seen this. This is. This okay. is unforgivable. All right, this is, I, I'm going to stop the share right now. And I know I've shared this story before, but I'm sharing it again because it's actually in the Highlander podcast now. All right, when I first saw this this movie, got it from the, because I didn't see it in the theater. I, I don't think I was allowed to see this movie, but whatever. Anyway, got the double you, were disc. You under, were you under house arrest? Yeah, I was under house arrest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, this movie, or this movie came out, what, in the year 2000, right? Uh, so the DVD might have been 2001. Anyway, early DVD years, right? Like a DVD player was like a new thing mm-hmm. in our house, right? And so Ooh. getting this like DVD was like cool. Like, oh, like there's all these new features. There's like hidden menus, like super you great. Put the disc in. You put the disc in, right? The you can tell all the younger out. listeners how a DVD works. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very important. This? All right. Anyway, point is, is that when it got to this part in the thing, I was like, oh, shit, the DVD is skipping. It's scratched or something. <laughs> and I am I am not joking. I am. I should have written a letter to, to, to the company. I, I'm not joking. I spent an hour, an hour trying to clean the disc, putting oh it back God. in. It kept. <laughs> and I was like, it skipped again. It skipped again because I was like, I was a Highlander nut. I was like, I need to watch this movie like complete. I'm missing something. There's some scene. It's not going to work right. And then I finally realized that like, oh no. my God, they tricked just, me. Just reused footage. Yep. Ugh. I wasted an hour on that. Anyway, back this to is, this. This, this fight. is like, did they even do like, they did this on the TV show sometimes, but I'm, I'm just like, wow. Reused fucking footage. Yeah, in a movie, a movie. And no also, good. like, what do we need this footage for? Do, 
What's the reason we we get to this location? Why oh, did they it's cut cool. to this? I forget. Padding, it's baby. Cool. It's just padding. Yeah. Padding, Spin man. Kick? Paddington Bear. Paddington, Paddington Three. <laughs> Is there a Paddington Three? I think there's crazy. Yeah. Paddington Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington v Madeline Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, fire! And now, like. So this is like where there was like an Whoa. end point before and he just runs away. What's happening? I don't know. Unclear. <laughs> this is right. kind of cool. This is, I think this right. is cool. Like this this, this, this feels neat. This set is rad and reminds me of like Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. Also, or I like that this like- Highlander 3. <laughs> I dig this that this like impacts the fight too. Like, because they've got all this stuff. Like it actually changes the way the choreography is done. Like that's cool. Would you say it's off the chain? <laughs> oh boy. This is No, in a minute chain. they're gonna be on the chain. Oh, sure. they're on the chain. <laughs> but like I could watch a fight primarily set in this. Yeah. That's a good shot. I like that shot. And I think some of this was like taken out of the theatrical version, right? Or was this entirely out of the theatrical version? Anyway, crazy. Right. Duncan goes on a little ride for his sword. It's, it's also I don't know what just happens. Like, it happens to be only one, one and only one chain moves, and it's the one with his sword in it. Yep. And then there's this. So now we're like changing levels again. So we started on some elevated level in a church. We fell to a basement. Then we're up on a scaffold. Then we fall maybe two levels into a, a sub sub basement. Then we go up a chain elevator ride, right? Just to the regular sub basement. Yeah, like all over the place. All right on the chain on the chain that's it that's that's like part one of the fight <laughs> mm. yeah so we got we got some good stuff and we got some recycled footage <laughs> yeah i i will say that might be the better part of this fight it is uh because the climax of this involves some interesting choices i guess we should talk about it oh, man yeah. All right. Let's let's talk. So, what happens next? So, the next scene, we, there's like a little interlude. So, Mac is getting like, uh, and this was like part of the clip at the top of the the episode. So, Mac is like bandaging his leg, and then like from an office building across the street or something, this the the skeevy watcher is there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> Who is this character again? Why do we yeah, care no. about this character? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first question. Also, I had watched the theatrical release twice before watching the producer's cut uh -huh. was just how I had done it because sure. it was more convenient for me to play HBO. This does not happen in theatrical cut. This is all out. So when I saw this in the producer's cut, I lost my goddamn mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this character? I assumed he was one of the untold thousands that Mythos slaughtered breaking. <laughs> breaking Duncan out of Watcher HQ. And also yeah. like, what's he here to do? Like, why isn't he, and why would he consider shooting Duncan and not, you know, Bruce Payne? <laughs> yeah, the guy responsible for right. this whole fucking mess. So, like, all right, let's 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 get into like- Oh, also like, <laughs> do we want to say like Joe shows up and kills him. Yeah. So yeah. Let yeah. Finish it up, Eamon. So what happens? But, so then, so Joe comes in and 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 they're like, Bleh, and he shoots him, and then he right. says, "Merry Christmas." Yes. Yeah. This this doesn't make sense unless you've seen the the, the rough cut, because in the 
In the producer's cut, Connor doesn't drop off the Christmas tree. Right. There's no real mention and, of Christmas, right? And there's no, yeah. yeah, there's no real Christmas decorations or anything. It's just, yeah. Well, th- th- there are Christmas decorations in the office, which is strange. Right. Yeah. Uh, Very strange. So the story of this, so I'm going to play, this is the alt cut version, or excuse I always say alt cut. I'm sorry, the rough cut. Uh, so this the is the Snyder reason, cut. The Snyder cut. The, the reason this yeah. is so confusing is because this scene was not supposed to take place here. And this is supposed to take place during the Connor fight. And it's during uh, the day. And the idea is, yeah, like you said, like why would he kill Duncan if Kel, like Kel's right there, shoot Kel. Uh, it's because the watcher dude is trying to like start the sanctuary up again. And he wants to shoot Mac so they can take him in. That's the deal. So this is what it looks like in the, the, the rough cut. So here's Mac on the roof uh, after he killed Duncan during the day, which is strange. Yeah. Again, I don't know if they were going to like all uh, like, you know, uh, change the, uh, you in here to look at all this Christmas you know. shit. Jesus Lord. Yeah. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Just watching. Huh. Yeah, well, don't interfere Just again, Joe. We, we got to talk about Joe's pocket. And what are you going to do, Matthew? Pump him full of bullets and drag him back to the sanctuary? Second I'm time's the charm. It's wrong. Was he always English? What you're doing? I think so, maybe. It's inhumane. They're just pieces on a chessboard. They're not human, huh? I need a reason, Matthew. <laughs> this is crazy. It's for the good of us all. At least there's something to this, though. Because we have to. It's that simple. Try harder. Well, how about this? Oh! Look look at Joe's pocket. (laughs) Like, why is it sticking through already? He's perfectly... Did he cut cut a coal in his jacket for the muzzle? He cut a a gun hole. Don't you have that in your jackets? (laughs) Yep. Don't you cut holes in your pockets where you can oh. stick a gun? <laughs> and then there's the way a bullet shot. Gun at him. Yeah. This is amazing. This, I laughed out loud when I saw this. What? Are you crazy, <laughs> man? What? Oh, shit. All right. This is this fucking is so nuts. Cool. This is crazy. <laughs> this is our hero character, Joe Dawson. Fucking gangland execution style. Like, popping off some guy's dome. Wow. He's- Peeling his fucking skull back. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that. It's Why is he crazy? No way, man. Can we watch that again? Do you really want to watch it again? Yes, I do. Okay, I will. I will. And then he says, "Merry Christmas." Unbelievable. All right. Merry oh Christmas. God, that is. You there's... just want to see uh, him shot again? Is that? I just that... want to see Joe shoot that guy again. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's crazy. That that, that gun hole is crazy. <laughs> gun hole. Well, like they did not think that through. How about this? Oh, douche, douche. <laughs> This is not in keeping with Joe's character at all, right? Oh, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Shit, Jesus Christ. Like, he shoots Horton. Are we True. supposed to think that this is a Horton-esque figure? But, like, the, the movie doesn't give, doesn't, like, let this, this isn't a payoff to anything. We needed more yeah. of conversations and arguments with them about yep. two philosophies. Like, I mean, hell, I don't even know what the Watchers are coming into this movie, right? Merry Christmas. No. So like, uh, yeah, yeah. All they really seem to do is run the sanctuary badly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They didn't. They, there's there's no legwork done. Uh, so this is crazy. Um... Just like unbelievable <laughs> that, this, that this is how they treat Joe. Yeah. 
Where's Mythos? Well, he's gone. And I, you know, he's he was out of the movie since the graveyard. And if, you, yeah. if you're watching the theatrical release, that is also the last time you see Joe. It's it. It's done. That's right. Wow. So I guess That's it's crazy that he has something else to do. I don't know that yeah. this was the thing, but. I mean, it's crazy just not to even have them come back at the end and like, oh, you made it through. Like, I mean, there was always yeah. that in the series, like Joe waiting alone in the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Being like, I don't know if Max coming back from this one. Like, well, at least fucking that. That seems cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. So let's let's continue with the fight. We're now at a whole new elevation because why Ooh. not? Uh, elevation. All right. Ooh. And this just happens. We just cut to this. Like, Kel yep. just shows up. And they're uh, like, like, they look now like they're not, they are on like an elevated position. Yeah. Like they're yeah. above the rest of the building now. I gotta say, I love the way Bruce Payne fights. I like like that he's like really relentless. Uh, he feels like an unstoppable force, which I think is cool. Yeah. So, so he's like, I'm going to do the same thing to you that I did to Connor. Right. Which, why, I guess. I guess uh, uh, they continue. The fact that he's just a loon continues to do a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, why does he care? Like, all right, Connor's dead. Yeah. Good job. I mean, I still, like, I'm, like, left wondering, like, what's the story of this fight? Like, why is Duncan here? Like, what's Duncan's motivation? Like, is it just revenge? I think, I, I mean, I don't wonder that. No? I mean, you yeah. just think he wants to stop him because he's a bad guy. Well, I think he wants to stop him because he's a bad guy. And I do think that Kells did, did destroy Connor. Like, right. Did successfully destroy him. Like, he's back to, Connor made this sacrifice so that Duncan could come beat him. Sure. I'm, so. I'm like, I just wish there was more, like, I wish they told us more about it. Like, I want to know, like, real motivation why Mac is here. Like, you won't do this to someone else or, I don't know. Like, they don't even say anything. Mac just shows up and it's like, I'm here to kill you. I don't like it. Uh. <laughs> All right, moving so, on. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You've inherited this curse. And then Kel gives him Rachel's necklace thing. All right. Uh, uh, which I guess, like, he either assumes that she's dead or that she's going to be the next victim. So then we get Eamon's favorite line. Yes. All right, here I'll go. Jacob Cow. Oh, wait, did we did it, did we miss it? Oh, here we go. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jacob Cow. <laughs> How many times does he say Jacob Cow? Revenge. Like two or three. Ooh. We see all these clips. But there so like go. I guess we're supposed to think Duncan has a reason now. Jacob like Cal. a like... reason to protect his loved ones. Revenge. Well, see, there you go. I mean, like, doesn't that, no offense, Kyle, doesn't that kind of go against what you were saying about, like, he's got a motivation? It's like, well, well I, just, I just mean within the context of this fight, like, why he does better. Like, this is a, a turning point in the fight. Sure. I I, absolutely. So, like, but see, like, this is why I'm so confused. Like, what's the motivation to begin with? You say this is a turning point in the fight, right? But then I'm like, I was like, well, what was the kata for, man? Like, what was all this shit in preparation for if, like, Mac wasn't going to put his all into it until he got this? Like, I don't know. I feel like nothing has context to make this, like, interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. I'll never bring you redemption. <laughs> 
Alright. So now we're about to get the return of the move. And Amen, this might have been a way that like they could show Duncan's growth, is that like because he beat Connor, he can He can the do the move. Right. Like maybe he never got it, but now he does. I'd be home for dinner an hour ago, but this is very impressive. There's that line from the opening. Come on, what are you waiting for? I'd be delighted. I'd be delighted. Uh, this so is like, so crazy. I don't know. How do we feel about the way the special move is deployed here? Because Kel obviously oh. has impressive. Kel knew about it. I or guess something. so. Yeah. Or it's just so good or what? Like, to me, this is why Duncan needed to face Kel earlier. Like, these things need to be separated out into more fights or something. Like, mm -hmm. Duncan needs to go try the move. and be. I mean, this is like Karate Kid, right? Like, mm -hmm. we get the crane kick in the first movie. And then what do we do in the second movie? Daniel the drums that are just punching. Right. right. Just pummeling yeah. someone to a pulp. But... Like, there's at least the, the the acknowledgement, like, hey, you know that thing you tried last time? Like, can you do it again? Like, yeah. oh, it doesn't work. I need to to learn something new. And it's I like, need to level up. Right. I mean, like, all these things, like, should have been rearranged, uh, I think, in the script, perhaps, uh, to, to make some more sense, like, why it builds in this particular way. Well, this and is why, like, like, the Highlander writers needed to watch anime. Because this is, like, <laughs> this is anime territory. This is, like, Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. Goku has like the super Kamehameha mm. and now that doesn't work anymore. So he has to go do the Kaioken and then that doesn't work anymore. So he has to do super Saiyan and there's like a journey that he takes to like learn these new moves to defeat the new big enemy. And it's and in this, it's just like, I don't know, like whatever. Sure. <laughs> you're, right. Yes, you're right about this. This, this is like <laughs> well-defined territory and it all just like comes down to like, I guess it was all just a misdirect. Like, I don't know, the move never really mattered. I no, guess it didn't. The move teaches, or the move somehow enables Connor to force Duncan to kill him, but the mechanics of that are strange. It's, this also, movie is broken. <laughs> huh? This movie's broken. Yeah. Also, this move seems very easy. For a move that was billed to us as literally unstoppable. Like nothing happens here that couldn't be accomplished with without this little hand blade. He just blocks it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like this does not seem hard. Like it seems like anybody should be able to do this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, it is a cool hand blade though. So this gets like gross. This is violent, right? Yeah, this is this is the part that really leads me to wonder about how the wounds are supposed to work. Because he's about to stab this guy like 50 times. This is oh, oh, horrifying. Oh. Wouldn't his guts be like falling out? Oh. That nice shirt is ruined. That's the yep. true crime. That is the true crime. No, the he true still crime hasn't buttoned at the top now. Brown silk shirt with black pants. <laughs> uh oh, what's this about? His voice changed. Connor. Okay. The so, game isn't over yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. His okay. Face was so, changing. Okay. Again, the the first like this is the second quote turning point in the fight. Like mm -hmm. the first yes. the first one is when his loved ones are threatened and it seems like he gets better. 
And now, after being stabbed a million times, he seems to again have some kind of level up here. He gets after stabbed a million times. So, like, yeah. I don't know what's supposed to trigger this moment. And second off, we are about to do, see multiple, like, video effects to put Connor's <laughs> face on Duncan. And it looks like it, like, those jib jab cards. <laughs> Like, it's that level. Like, it just kind of looks like Connor's floating head is put on Duncan's shoulders. It's Snapchat filter technology. It yeah. is. It's... This didn't turn out as I think they hoped, right? Yeah, yeah, this just does not... They would have been better off just using the voice as the only touchstone if they wanted to go this route. Agreed. Because this and, and just, have have Duncan's face like covered in shadow or something. Look, it did it again. There it goes. Again. Yeah, like it. Well, also, like I mean, I know their heads are like very differently shaped, but like <laughs> Lambert's like projection face is too big. Right. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, it like doesn't Kyle line up. Said, right. He looks like he looks like a super deformed like chibi character or something <laughs> like with the big head. But are we supposed to think like Duncan's now like using his combined Connor and Duncan power? Is that what we're supposed to get from this? I think Maybe. so. Yes. And now why didn't he just use that the whole time? Or is this his like Trump card? I don't know. Trump Check this out. So there's another bit in this. Uh, let me stop the share here. Uh, stop. Hashtag stop the share. Um, stop the share. <laughs> Bruce Payne was good in that scene though. When he when Duncan when Connor talks, his like face was good. Yeah. Look. Well, here's another thing I find broken in the movie. It's like when does when does Duncan take on Connor isms to defeat Cal? And like our first opportunity for that, I think, was like in the kata or something, like something in preparation. Like, what does Duncan have now, like spiritually, that's gonna get him over the edge, right? To to beat Cal. That that doesn't happen. Uh then we have this moment where like there's the heart and like he gets up and his face like changes. It's like, oh, what's this change? There's another instance where they deploy this thing. Uh, and it's again, I'm like wondering like, well, yeah, when does Connor kind of take over? Like when does he get the extra mojo? Uh, and weirdly also in the DVD cut, the producer's cut, they crop the shot. I have no idea why. Uh, and in the theatrical cut, it's much clearer. Uh, but here's Duncan's stance um in the fight with Kel uh and this is done earlier this is before he gets stabbed a bunch of times and you can barely really tell what it is but if we look to the next one here you can see it wide I'll zoom in this That's is like Connor's the Connor stance. this is the Connor stance right yeah. but they don't make like a moment of this it, this happens in like an instant this flies by and you can barely see it happens uh but yeah I don't know if people remember from earlier we showed the uh yeah, the Connor really stance. iconic shots of the mid part of the movie is him in that stance squaring up against yep. right he does it every time so yeah here it is in uh highlander one for people if uh they don't remember there's the connor stance and duncan does it i think that's pretty cool like that they incorporated it that. is uh but guess what uh the choreographer <laughs> efron incorporated it and the movie decided to ignore it because they don't know what they're doing <laughs> anyway yeah it's like i was like oh shit yeah the using the good work efron is good he thinks about these things and then they just don't highlight it that's right and so and then also the way he wins this fight because he's about to win this fight he basically it's basically the end of leader of the pack yes 
he does like a backflip. This not, mm-hmm. not at all hampered by the multiple stabbings. Right. Use <laughs> an insight. Bless you. And then uh, proceeds to just decapitate him, and the fight's over. Let- oh. oh, this looks rough too. This is like a green yeah. screen bonanza. <laughs> but you know Ooh. what? This is awesome. Also, never thought Kalia was going to be a callback. In yeah, why is Kalia? Yeah. Oh, because when he what is it? Is it in the the cemetery? Does he say call call me or something? Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, because that's when like Duncan gets put on the knock list or whatever it is. Yeah, weird. Uh, so like there is there really is no moment where Duncan is actually in control of this fight, <laughs> right? Like no. there's no moment where the tide turns. Really, it's just that we get this Connor beat. And then all of a sudden, Duncan just wins the fight, and it's right, over. Right. And it's like, it's like it's fairly unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't they even have just been like, I don't know, Duncan? Uh, and I don't think we mentioned it, but when Connor like face appears on Duncan, he says, "What's the matter? Don't you want to be inside of me?" So he like throws it back, back at him. Yeah. That's no good. But I'm like. You know, Kel's like, what? But then it's like, could they could they be do something like, whoa, Duncan's using like this is another this is another anime trope that this movie could have uh benefited by. Like when when there's a fight in anime and the two main anime characters are fighting, the side characters are always like watching on the side and they say like, Oh, like he's doing this. Like, so, like, Joe could be watching the fight and be like, oh, Duncan's using Connor's power to, like, <laughs> right, 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 turn the tide or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as corny as that sounds, like, give us something. Yeah. Because, like, how I said, he just flips over him and kills him, and that's the end. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no real setup for it. If you blink, you'll miss the Connor sword stance stuff. Right. Which yeah. I think legitimately quite clever. Um, yeah. And once again, I, I'll come back to like, what's the story of the fight? Like to me, I'm like, is this a story about someone who wasn't confident, who learned to be confident? You know what I mean? Like all stories, all these sort of fights have some sort of like symbolic meaning. And I'm like, what is the symbolic meaning of like Duncan overcoming Kel? Nothing. It's just a back. It's just a, a flip. That's it's it. The thing. Like it doesn't happened. mean something more, right? Like, oh boy. So then we get a quickening. Oh, do we? Oh, boy. It's, very right, evocative. We... it's funny, Eamon, that you mentioned Highlander 2, because we do get like this Highlander 2 style pillar of light mm-hmm. that rips up through the sky. And then separately, Duncan gets struck by lightning. Holy moly, guys. Yep. Here we go. This is the quickening. All right. Ooh, also... Bubbles. This is crazy. This looks like a PlayStation 1 video game. Yep. The, there's like water, like the TV show looks better than this. With this All right. <laughs> what is and up? Is the that, Mummy Returned. Yeah, <laughs> it is The Mummy Returns. Oh my God. So The Mummy comes out and now Duncan has to fight The Mummy. Oh, wouldn't that is have it, been great? I would yeah. have appreciated. Look at these, to be like these electric. Of like the dragon imagery from the first one. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. The quickening. <laughs> Yikes. This is This is very very not good. Very yeah. not good indeed. 
And again, yeah, nothing about this feels like Tonic. So it's just like, we barely even see the skyline. Yeah. This is all like green screen. The camera angle doesn't change at all. I mean, like we just see Duncan from the front. Then like a shield. What is this? Coming from Duncan to change the weather? I just don't <laughs> understand. Yeah. Not yeah, good. so what, yeah, uh, for those who, the, who the head see... is cool. I like the head. Wait, what head? The head that comes out of the water? The, 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 the big head that comes out and spits up lightning. You like that part? Interesting. It's, it's something. That's okay. I don't know. I'm it's just something. confirming. You're allowed to like what you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, in, like, in Highlander 1, all the fucking, like, weird evil faces and dragon shit is awesome. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of that movie. And it's all, like, hand-painted. Like, yeah. somebody painted all that, and it looks really good. This is horrible. <laughs> do you think this, uh, to, to be fair to this, do you, how do you think this looked in 2001? It, it probably looked. Like if, if you saw this then, yeah. like, stuff from this era, CG from this era really oh, does yeah. age poorly. This is This will by no means be the only victim of that. So what would we have been thinking at the time seeing this? I still don't think I would have dug it. I think I would have thought that the like speed, like there's some like, again, music video aspects of it, like the sped up footage and like- The sped up footage really bugs me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, and again, like, I just feel like regardless of the effects, like I, I, I don't give a shit about this. Like this doesn't feel like a culmination, like the way Highlander one does, like nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, some people I I, I, I agree with Eamon that I like the the visual flair of Highlander one at the end. Like I like all the the dragons and it's it's cool that it's like cartoony. Uh, some people don't like that. I understand. Mm. Like I think some people would make the same argument about Highlander one. Like oh, doesn't it look cheesy at the end with all the the dinosaurs flying around and shit? Uh, I would say like I don't care because the story's cool and it like the music culminates and like it, it's bigger than just the effects, right? Yeah. To me, this like can't this can't transcend poor effects. Uh, I don't know. Well, and in Highlander 1, like, the final quickening, like, you, you, you had this cool shot where, like, like Connor's really far away, and the camera fucking, like, zooms in, and it's quiet, and then he says, there can be only one, and then, like, all hell breaks loose. I'm like, that's cool. That's, like, what the whole movie's been yeah, I mean, that, that building up to. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. And all the fucking buildings explode, and, and this is just like, <laughs> Right. Water squirts up. Whoa, yeah. how cool. Whoa. Yeah. Also, the the end of Highlander One's exciting too because it's a bit of a mystery. Like that's the end mm. of the game as it's set up in that movie, and this is just some fucking dude. But like, yeah. In the first one, we're not sure what the end of the game even means. Like, so that's like exciting to see it unfold. Like, like you said, Eamon, Like, I think all hell breaks loose is a cool way to describe it. Like, it's uh, right. it's very captivating in that way. Like, we don't know mm. like if this will be good or bad, and it seems bad. All this sort of stuff. I don't know. Hollow, Hollowman. Ooh, the hollow man. That's right. All right. So, so any any other thoughts on the the end of this this quickening here? No. No. I mean, okay. It it just looks dumb. bad. Yeah. It's like we've seen at least a dozen quickenings from the TV show that are better than this. Yeah. Yep. Probably more. Yeah. Um, and when we're talking about the fact that this is a a movie, that's pretty telling, I think. Yeah. And you know what? Also, huge. I mean. <laughs> Adrian Paul, we've commented on the podcast regularly that like sometimes there's guest stars on the show and they have to do a quickening and it's like, well, they're brand new to Highlander and 
have to use swords and do all this sort of stuff. And then like, oh yeah, you have to flail around and get struck by lightning. And you mm. can tell like when some guest stars, like it doesn't quite like look great, right? But when Adrian does it, it's like, man, he knows how to like sell this shit. Like his look great. Mm. Uh, and- He's working hard. I don't know that this looks great, but- Well, no, but that's that's my point is that like, Adrian knows how to do this and it doesn't save like it's not like they had someone who doesn't know what a quickening's like and like mm-hmm. Adrian I think even knows how to like stagger his like performance in a quickening like for 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 dramatic effect like when to get hit by a bolt of lightning like he'll make these dramatic dramatic like movements really quickly uh I think he gets it and like that that doesn't save this which is a bummer yeah. so nope 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 honestly though the final quickenings all suck in the movies except for Highlander one, in my opinion. Like, none of them are good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they don't. None of them compare. Like, sure. No, they certainly don't compare. That's very. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I get with that. So, all right. So, Denouement number one, the ending of this movie number one. Kyle, yeah, take it away. Yeah, we need to separate that because we get radically different endings for these for this film. Yes. So, which one do we want to do first? I guess let's do the theatrical cut, sure. which people can see on HBO now. Yeah. So we just cut to a green screen. (laughs) Duncan is like in front of some nondescript rolling hills that I think we're supposed to think are in Scotland. Sure, yes. But there are no visual cues to any of the familiar places we've seen before or like the cloud sword or any of that stuff. This looks fucking horrible. Yeah, it looks really bad. Like it looks all looks unstuck in time and space. Right. Now apparently uh, on the DVD commentary they said they they like this was like they wanted like a few more days for this and they couldn't get yeah. it all done. And this was like their great disappointment of the movie, which I mean, it, I don't know. Yes. I mean, the fact <laughs> that it's the final shot of the movie really does leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the last thing you see. Right. Yeah. And it's it looks awful. And this it's just looks... like Connor's dead. The end. Is yeah, it? it's like completely tacked on, right? Like, I know some people are getting tired of listening to a shit on this movie, <laughs> but th- this is horrible. I would have rather this not be in the movie than be yes, in the movie. A thousand yeah. percent. Just because it, it there, yeah. and if you're gonna have the voiceover, like, don't come here. Yeah, yeah. this is awful. Like, yeah, it's like an insult to Adrian's performance. It's it's just like. It's bad. All right, here, let me, I'll play. We'll watch some of it. We have Bonnie Portmore. Which they really rely on to do some work here. But like, yeah. it's not connected to fucking any, uh, like, <laughs> I know we're at the end of the movie and we're like, I'll lose my mind. Where's but, like, Queen? Where's Queen? Where, like, but Bonnie Portmore has not, in the show, Bonnie Portmore is used first in, is the first episode they use Homeland, right? Yes. Okay, so like, we have tied the song. I mean, I guess like it's the only It's Scottish... in Highlander 3, right? Oh, that's true. But it's also like, it, it's equated to like him going home. And I mean, I guess it is here too, but like, I feel like this movie doesn't set up the language of Bonnie Portmore to be like deployed in this way. Like, I don't feel like I have a connection to this song uh, if I hadn't seen anything else. Like this movie doesn't prep me for like this movie moment at the end where like the beautiful, like, you know, Scottish song comes on. I don't know. Why, why is the movie ending with Kel's harmonica song? Oh, I wish. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But the even that, the just do just do this and t- leave out that Scotland like. All right, and then we get this like <laughs> this like cut up cardboard Photoshop yeah. <laughs> grave. Yep, this is rough. Yep. And that's it. 
That's it. That sums up Connor's life, beloved husband of Heather. Like, I don't know. Like, what is this fucking movie about, man? He's just in the ground dead. This is bleak. Having, and like, defeated. Yeah, like, bleak. I, I don't know. There's nothing triumphant about Connor's sacrifice in this movie. Right? Yeah. I, I, am I wrong in that interpretation? It's just not to step on final thoughts, but it's a moment of defeat, not a moment of triumph. Like, Duncan looks seem- miserable. I, I, yeah. I'm sure like he should be miserable. His friend is dead, but it's like, just like, it, yeah. it reads as suicidal, not heroic. Yeah. Right. And like Connor never has a moment of like redemption or new meaning to his life. He never, he's just beaten and broken. Like Kel beats him. Mm-hmm. So Connor gives his life to Duncan. Yep. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my robot vacuum started yelling at me. Okay. Uh, Robo vacuum. Yeah, he, he's just beaten. And what a disappointing way for this beloved character to go out. And then for the final movie to be like this really chintzy send off <laughs> is right. just, it really highlights that disappointment for me. Yeah. Because well, like Connor, for all his weird noir aspects in the first movie, is like a very beloved character. And this just feels like such a letdown. Yeah. And like, We've we've sat through three movies with this guy like overcoming adversity and like you know finding who he is and blah 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 and then it's just like yeah he he's dead <laughs> right it's that's it it's crazy yeah well, I, I imagine we're gonna have more to say about this aspect of it yes. but this is not the only ending to the film yes right okay so let's let's now jump into the producer's cut and so I'll play this little clip here. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. This is wild. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, Okay. Wild stuff. So now we're back at like the Millennium Dome in London at this like Cirque du Soleil thing, uh, which is not interested in. Right. Like he just like, this is so strange. Look at this. Like he's walking with his hands in his pocket. Like this is the most stoic looking like. Well, there's this a little so fireworks weird. display behind him. Yeah, like so. This is the Millennium Experience show, I guess. Uh, at this 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 uh, entertainment complex, I guess is what you could call it. This is depressing. Yeah, back into the buzz. Who's there? None other than Kate. Somehow on scaffolding, because that's the theme. Because because we need more of that. It's not scaffolding. It's stairs. Whatever. They're scaffolding after the stairs. Oh my god! And this is so boring. This is slow. It's so long. Look, and we just walk and look, walk and look. Yada yada yada. And so like, why are you here? Why are you here? Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. This is not her voice. Everybody everybody is ADR'd in this. So mm-hmm. the first ending of the movie, the theatrical ending of the movie is a chintzy piece of crap, right? It like it barely looks yep. like it should be on uh, a projector screen. And then the second end of the movie is all ADR. Like this is crazy. So I'll turn it up so people can hear. But uh, I don't believe Adrian or uh, Miss Lisa B speak in their voices here. As in, so why are you here? You hoping you'd find me? 
For whatever reason, Kel made his choice. So, uh, what now? Trust. What? You can always trust me, Faith. <laughs> that is not him. So, uh, that is not him. What now? Trust. You can always trust me, Faith. Faith. He's dead. Interesting. I thought we'd give Kate another chance. Fuck! What the fuck? Uh, all right. He's so, he, he's eighty yard earlier in the movie, also. Yeah. Not yet. With what a different actor. You hold on to it for me. For me. We've got plenty of time. Okay. So he. Okay. Romance ending, I guess. Why though? This is. It's, this also, is crazy. We see we see her necklace get broken. Yes. At the dinner scene, so we just supposed to think Kel like took her locket and let I her live. So. And I, didn't kill her. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's just so weird. Like it's, it just feels cheap. It yeah. just feels like dumb and exploitative and like, oh, give the people what they want for no reason. Yeah. And let's not hire the lead actor of this movie to to do his lines. <laughs> I mean, my theory is is that they, you know, uh, since this was done in post, right? Because they so they released the movie, they probably paid Adrian for his time. And they were like, mm -hmm. well, we're putting together the DVD and the sound isn't so good in that last scene. Can you do some ADR? And he probably said, "You better fucking pay me more." And they said, "Nope, we can't do that because this is an Islander movie. And we have no money." Uh, so that's probably what happened. I don't know. Probably that's my guess. Like, I this mean, is so rough to watch. Like the end lines of a movie be delivered by actors that aren't in the movie. I remember the first time I saw this ending. This is like the first ending I saw when I first watched this movie years ago. I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Fair. Like, I hate it. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. Okay. So we now talk about the third ending of the movie. Let's uh, do boy. it. Okay. okay. So this is in the the rough cut. Um, oops. One second. Snyder here. cut. The Snyder cut. Um, ben here, I'll ask you a question out. while we're while I'm getting this clip set up. Uh, what do you guys have a preferred way you want want this movie to end? Like, I mean, like without imaginary? without changing the entire movie uh, to a different movie, which would be preferable. Uh, but like With the pieces that are on the table, or or if you had to kind of write a little bit of a new ending, like how would everything leading up to this point, roughly this story, kind of how how should you wrap it up? I mean, the send off. I think that what makes the most sense is this send off ending to Connor. And what's that? To Connor, I guess. Okay, and and maybe to Kate too, but that Duncan reunites with Mythos and Joe and like these other people you care about so that there right. can be actual emotion in the scene and not like a voiceover or something. You know, Kyle, that's a really good point because uh, we did say uh, that a turning point in this was when 
Kel was like, you've inherited the curse, right? And Duncan's like, no, like you won't fucking mess with my family, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah we got to see that family. Like we need to know who Duncan is protecting and why. Like there's some stakes, right? Like yeah. it doesn't yep. have to be a damsel in distress, like hanging from a, a billboard or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, we need to know that like Joe's in danger, Mythos is in danger. And like, we don't really feel that uh, and why we should like love them because yeah. we're supposed to, right? Duncan does. Yikes. All right. So here we go. Third, third ending of this movie. Oh, this is the wrong one, guys. Whoops. Uh -oh. Whoops. How dare you? I'm so sorry, we guys. All, we vamped for nothing. I know. Vamp again. I like your, your vamping song, Eamon. That's my vamp jam. All right. Vamp you don't need to vamp anymore. I fixed it. Here we go. Oh, oh. <laughs> so again, this is this is the rough cut. So th these effects are uh, not the end. Like placeholders, right? Or... Uh, although this almost looks better than what ended up in the movie. So that's mm -hmm. wild. But... Bad-looking Duncan walks away. Oh, yeah. oh, the oh, Christmas yes. tree. Yes. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. This is so dumb. <laughs> so is that even Adrian Paul? Probably not. Probably not. God bless this man for what? giving us the Christmas tree. See, he's inherited. Well, he has inherited the curse of delivering Christmas. Uh -huh. yeah. Hot dog, too much ketchup. <laughs> I mean, what what is like? What is this ending? Like, this is so different. Yeah, I think this is no one knew how to end the movie. Is what we're yeah. witnessing. That's it. Then the credits are That's supposed it. to roll. That's uh, it. That? So Duncan just walks away into the city. You know, uh, back into the fold of things, right? So I mean, I like it better movie. than the theatrical ending, I guess. Yeah. Though I guess the, the Christmas tree delivery is out, so this like definitionally won't work. Mm -hmm. Right. Because this is like the errand that Connor had to run that he wasn't right. telling Duncan, right? right? Like fact. Which why? And then and then if he didn't tell Duncan about it, how does Duncan know about it now to do it? Well, yeah. now he knows because well, he knows because he, he ate Connor. Oh, right. So he, he knows all the errands. Connor's. Wow. Yeah. Watch your back. <laughs> wow. What a um, what a what a movie. I, yeah, I I mean, I don't know, man. Uh Highlander yes. Endgame. Oy. Well, we're not playing a game, so Keith, I guess we should just dive right into your opinion of this. Okay, so this brings us now to the end of the, the movie, the, the nine episode journey we to finally get here. To made get it. Final thoughts and what we think of this whole movie uh, in general. I don't know. Uh, I'm so kind of surprised this is our longest. Like, this is longer than the... It's not that much longer, though. It's only, like, two episodes longer than our Highlander one. Which yeah. is... That's, that's not that much. We did some stuff in this one we didn't do in the other ones. Sure. Yeah, so, I, I'm curious what made also, this one longer. This is very indulgent. We were goofing around a lot. Sure. Yeah, but I, I think also, true. like, this, this episode, I'm like... I mean, Highlander one starts it all. So, like, everything's fresh. Like... So we talk about things as they're presented to us, but this movie, like we're drawing from three Highlander films previously, 
six seasons of a TV show. Like there's all these things informing our discussions, which I think mm-hmm. really uh, made this thing big, bigger than the uh, mm-hmm. the original podcast. So, yeah, but, yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how's this sound? Because we have ba- we have let's let's be honest, bash this movie a bit. Uh, we are, I think, part of a, a group of fans that aren't crazy about this film. I know fan- fans do like this movie, uh, mm-hmm. and frankly, there's things I like about it. So why don't we talk about like our favorite parts first? Like, what's the sure. stuff in this movie we like? What do you guys? So like? I'll That's go a first. Worthwhile exercise. Yeah, and sorry to interrupt you, Kyle, but no, just saying. But uh, I'll say. The first, the first, first, first time I saw this movie, as I probably said on this podcast before, I was in a bar in Philadelphia and it was just on television. And I didn't really, like, we didn't, I think we just started the rewatch thing, but I was like, whoa, Endgame's on TV. And like Duncan and Connor are together in a movie. And that's very cool. And I'm still excited to see that, even when yeah. I rewatch this movie that I don't like very much. <laughs> right. But that's cool. And like, I like it. I like that this exists and it's, it's kind of awesome. It's like you're playing with your toys and like your toys are together and like Batman and Superman are in a movie together and blah, blah, blah. And that's, and that's just, that yeah, my favorite they, part of this they do the when Connor and Duncan both, why did you say that name? <laughs> uh, why did you say Mothra? That's how <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong ends, right? Why did you say Mothra? Why did you say Mothra? And then Mothra comes out and the, the, the little girls are on Mothra. Um, but that's cool. Like, that's a cool thing, like, yeah. to, to see your characters and then the movie people and the TV people and blah, blah, blah. And that's that's just neat. So I'm glad they could figure this out and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, I, I agree that that is the highlight of this movie. And similarly, like, and building on that, I like seeing Joe and Mythos. Like, these are characters I care about. I want to see them on the screen, and I want to see them doing stuff. And the fact that they're there actually is, like, kind of fun. Like, that is kind of cool. I'd say in the context of the film they actually shot, like, the Connor-Duncan showdown is, I have some some issues with it. But it's, like, it's emotional. It, like, it makes me feel something about these characters I like seeing them together. It's surprising to see them interact in that way. Like, you know, there are very likable things about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, people were probably asking this question. People still ask this question, but like, who would win, Connor versus Duncan? You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, that's Literally a, cool a question I've never thing. wondered because the answer yeah. seems obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am that's, I wrong about that? Very, no, you are not. If we're if we're just taking the evidence like as presented, as we said before, like Adrian Paul's like a fucking killing machine. He's like, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, what did we determine? He got like twenty percent of his kills just on Highlander, like season three or something. Yeah, of his like, entire lifetime. Like, it's it's bananas. It's, yeah. Just because, like, oh, who wins, Schlubby Noir Man or Kung <laughs> God? Right. Yeah. It, it would be like like Philip Marlowe versus Commando. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just it just doesn't seem in proportion. Right. Every episode, Duncan's like pumping iron and going like, <laughs> and Christopher Lambert is like, "Oh, I'm going to get a beer." Mm. Right. I got to feed the, my fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to abandon my son in the desert. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'm John. <laughs> things I like about this movie. Um, it's cool to see, like, I think they do an incredible, 
seeing well seeing some of the failures of this movie i'm already i'm like let's talk about the positives i'm like seeing the failures but uh really demonstrate i think how great the show is like uh especially in the 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 flashback arena which is what i wanted to remark on that like the show does such a great job with the flashbacks on like a tv weekly tv show budget uh it's nice to see the few flashbacks we get here, like have some like film qualities to them, like the lighting, there's like mist, like it's cool to see Connor like silhouetted on the battlefield when he meets Duncan for the first time. Uh, even though I find that scene to be like kind of pointless, it's like it's just it's it's kind of nothing. Yeah. Uh, but it like it looks really great. Like I love the the style of it. Uh, I also love that we get to see Connor go back to his village. That's maybe a mm -hmm. favorite part of this. Uh, like we learn a bit more about his past. Like what made Connor Connor. Uh, and finally, like, I do like the concept of the sanctuary. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's interesting. To me, it seems like a two-part season uh, episode idea. Like, because the season did, a, or the, the show does a really good job of exploring, like, these different facets of immortality. Like, oh, like, mm -hmm. maybe the Watchers try to stop the game. Like, uh, that's interesting. And I feel, I just feel like that's, like, a thing that's for the show to explore. Uh, I don't think it, it has enough, like, room to breathe or the context to, like, make sense in this film, so. I like I that. That's what I like about it, though. Heather and um, uh, what's his daughter's name? Why am I forgetting? Rachel. 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 Yeah, I like that. I like that they're back. Rachel. Rachel. Rachel's back for a hot second and then gone, which and is a bummer. Like I'm, I'm okay if she like maybe dies in the beginning. Well, I mean, we do fridge her, which is a whole other conversation. But like, mm -hmm. yeah. If we then got to see about her, like we find that somebody in Connor's life died and then maybe there's some more flashbacks with her so we can like, you know, get connected mm -hmm. to her a bit more uh, or learn about their relationship. But like, we don't see that. Uh, nope. Like maybe we could have a young Rachel or something in this movie. Should be cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. Uh, but actually speaking of fridging, that's perhaps a good topic. And I'm only bringing this up because I think uh, a ton of people hate when we do it. So I don't care. And we did it on the first movie. Uh, but we uh, rated the Highlander series like on the Bechtel test. Uh, yeah. So how does this movie like fit into like treating like women characters like they're real people and not uh, objects to be blown up like Rachel and every other like person in this movie? Rachel explodes without dialogue, basically. Yeah. So and, Rachel gets fridged within seconds. And then Kate is like a weird sex trophy right. for Mac and Kel to argue over. All and right, that's so like it. <laughs> Those are the only two female characters in the whole movie. Right. right? Okay. So here's the Bechtel test. It's three questions. So one, does it have two or more women in it who have names? Yes. Yes. So that's Rachel and Kate. Oh, Kate has two names. This the test does not account for, <laughs> for her having two names. Wow. So this thing's this thing's so, doing aces. All, so far, <laughs> it's yeah. going through the roof. All right. Do they talk to one another? No. No, they don't. Oh, you're right. No. And then the third question is, do they talk to one another about something other than a man? No. Well, they already failed the second one, so. Right. Faily, faily. Faily, faily. So, yeah, hey, this... but that first one, though. Boy, yeah. oh, boy. And this, also, if you, this if you movie need... hits it out of the park. And if you needed further evidence of uh, this movie's treatment towards women, it includes the line, a woman is a temple built on a sewer. So, like, yeah. it can also go fuck itself. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like not great in this in the lady department. I no, uh, the lady department. It's not what, good. It's just when I saw you, when I found you, you uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this movie. Let's let's like break down more of this thing. Like I don't know what 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 did we want out of this? What hasn't been said? 
I've I've said most of my piece about various parts of this movie. The one thing that I wonder about that I don't know that we've talked about directly is th there needed to be a moment when Connor and Duncan fought Kel together, right? Like there should have been a moment where they actually tried cooperating. Yeah. And it didn't work mm -hmm. for some reason. Like maybe Connor is just like, I can't like, I've been in a sanctuary for 10 years. Like I have like the immortal quickening juice, but like, I just don't, I'm just not sharp enough anymore or something like hell they could even make like the connor sacrifices himself to duncan be part of the fight right hell like they fight hell together it is not working and that is connor's readjustment in the middle of it and that could be the, the equalizer or something right One of or, may that route. or maybe it's just even adrian paul like fights kel and loses as well mm -hmm. you know what i mean like something yeah I always feel like in a weird way now watching, having watched this whole thing again, like I think, oh, geez, I think I watched this like eight times. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it almost feels like Adrian and Connor's role should have been reversed a bit. Like, you know, we're like, oh, in what world does it make sense that Adrian would lose? Like none, cause he's a Kung Fu God, but like maybe he doesn't have like the willpower to win, right? Like, because like mm -hmm. at the end, I'm like, we were talking about like, well, what does Connor like bring to the, the table here? Like, <laughs> like Duncan effectively takes the soul of a defeated suicidal man. Like, yeah. and it's like, and that's gonna help him win. Like he just got a bunch of like sadness, I, you know? Like, I feel like it should be the opposite. Like maybe, maybe Duncan sees what happened to Faith and he's mm -hmm. like, oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they probably should dip into the well of forgive us our trespasses and like have somebody like Kate's kind of that, uh, what was the character's name, Keen? Like, look what you did. You ruined my life. And Matt can be yeah. like, oh shit, I fucked up. Maybe I do deserve to die. Like, it wasn't right for me to do this. And Kel's after me to hurt Connor, so I should give up. Uh, and, you know, Connor, also like, doesn't he say in the speech to Kate on the elevator, like, Connor taught me one thing and that's like our gift of immortality. And it's like, well, if Connor's yeah. the one who taught it, maybe you're the te the the student that forgot it, right? Like, yeah, you need to be retaught. Also, that like reestablishes the mentor student relationship a bit more, right? Uh, and you know, Connor's last lesson to to Duncan can be like, take my fucking mojo and like get the will to beat Kel, because that's the thing that's holding us back. I don't know. I don't know either. There's just I don't know. There's, there's something feels very jury rigged about this decision, and I feel like there were a lot of different ways they could have gone about it differently or better or tried to fix it but just the way it all plays out is just unsatisfying because connor just goes out like a schlub like <laughs> he just goes out like a piece of shit like i i don't i'm being serious like i don't particularly he's okay in the flashbacks but like do you like the character of connor in this movie no He's hardly in this. I mean, like, he doesn't have a character in this movie, does he? I mean, he just gave up, and that's, like, it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, he doesn't, like, the modern Connor doesn't grow or change or, yeah. or do anything. So it's just, like, I don't know. I find myself, like, kind of disliking him and not feeling warmly about this sacrifice because that's not how it reads. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like the character we've known for three movies you know what i mean like correct it's something else yeah like would he really just lock himself away and like yeah. vanish 
from all his responsibilities. Right. I mean, maybe at the beginning of Highlander one, he would, but he's like, but that gets into all the continuity stuff of this right. bullshit and like, yeah. you know. I'll say also that losing the the Kel subplot of like building a religious institution or whatever he's doing, like that he has some sort of like global goal or some something bigger, right? Than just screwing mm -hmm. with Connor. Like that also again makes Connor's sacrifice like just feel weird. It's like this is all just personal stuff. Like when someone sacrifices themselves, you always think like, well, it's for the greater good. It's for something bigger than them. But like his sacrifice enables Duncan to kill Kel. And the only villainous thing Kel does in this movie is harass connor so it's, yeah, like, it's like the story is too close yeah right too close exactly yeah well it's yeah like kel the like the kurgan it's like we can't let the kurgan win the prize like because then the world will be plunged into darkness forever i don't really know what the stakes are in highlander 2 <laughs> like i mean i guess we don't want this guy to win either but like yeah rug but that's not right. really like they don't really talk about that you know what i mean like yeah it's weird and like why his goons like why does he have this following like the goons are just a write-off like it's mess. just yeah it's just wow millions, I like, of, millions of dollars discussed guys millions yeah. of dollars <laughs> i just have a weird dollars like you know we've talked about these highlander things for like six years at this point yeah people like like this movie and like a lot of people agree with our review i'm not discounting them and a lot of people disagree and i'm just i'm i'm just kind of like do they like it just because this is the thing like this is the highlander this is more highlander therefore like this like is <laughs> i don't want to sound too dramatic but it's like it's like borderline insulting. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, Eamon. Like I kind of, I know people like this movie too. And there are elements I like, and I don't know. I mean, but when I try to think of how I approach the movie, I, the only thing I like about it is that it is more Highlander, right? Like, yeah. Like, and like you said, even like thing. you like seeing Duncan and Connor on screen together. I do too, but that's only because like, there's no other opportunity to see it. Like, do I wish right. Connor and Duncan were on screen together in something else? A hundred percent. Like something better than this or another episode of the show. That'd be great. Like, but like yeah. my, my wants to like, like elements of Highlander don't make this a good movie. Yeah. Like, I can still be like, I love Highlander. It's cool as shit. The concept's awesome. Adrian kicks ass in this movie. Uh, but, like, I don't like this movie. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, also just not a well-made film. Yeah. Too, like, it just, which to me just heightens everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, it, in some ways, it takes every plot point that I have a problem with and then when you marry it with like the jib jab heads mm -hmm. of Connor and Duncan, to me it like amplifies those. Like it makes it makes me feel like the the people making the movie like I, I don't know are insulting me a little bit. That they're <laughs> yeah. like they're like you won't you like Highlander so you won't notice. Like this mm -hmm. won't bother you. We can still get your money anyway. Well, right. It's good you bring that up because I think this is the perfect time to read a letter from the producers. Uh, so this was unearthed recently uh, by our friend uh, Ewan McNulty, who some of you may have uh, seen on our uh, 35th anniversary show. 
And so we were discussing the other day the Highlander official website from the year 2000. And uh, here it is on the Wayback Machine. And the producers wrote a letter to the fans. Uh, and so maybe this will be the last thing we leave you with today uh, before we move on uh, and do some reader mail and some like uh, second opinions and you know reviews from uh, newspapers at the time, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so uh, the producer said, the legend continues, Highlander Endgame. Dear Highlander fans, we feel in our hearts that with Highlander Endgame, we have delivered to you a film that is uh, one of genuine Highlander storytelling in which we take great pride. Do not be deterred by those critics who do not understand the nature of the Highlander legend. These very same critics savaged the original Highlander classic film as being too disjointed and confusing. Together, we can keep the spirit and legend of Highlander alive by supporting this new film. Thank you, Peter Davis and Bill Fanson. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah right? Not to, not to bring politics into this, but this is like a very Trumpian <laughs> letter. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> but just like, that's weird. Also, like, yes, the original Highlander film was savaged. I think we can all agree unfairly. Also, because well, a lot of those critics got a weird cut of the film, which I guess perhaps yeah. the producers would also argue happened here. But true, but this I think their cut this, is weirder. Movie, so. No, nobody has been proven wrong by savaging Highlander Endgame. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Like, well, that's very true. Yeah. Like, you know, I've bought this movie multiple times on many formats. I think I am allowed to say, like, the critics were right. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, also, they're like, the critics don't understand the Highlander, like, legend. It's like, well, I hope I do, and I don't like this movie. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, to each their own. I mean, if people want to enjoy this movie, like, go crazy and enjoy it. Like, enjoy and it. also, if you, don't, if you don't agree with us, totally fine. Write us at HighlanderRewatched uh, at gmail.com, and you can share some of the reasons you disagree. Uh, and that's fine. Like, I, and I am, I'm also, I hope I'm not sounding like... Uh, you know, pedantic or something saying all this stuff or just like, oh yeah, write us in, like, just tell us why and we don't care. Like, no, really, if you like this movie, cool. Uh, and like, don't let our uh, unenjoyment of this movie, like interfere with your enjoyment. Like shut right. us off and go watch the movie and have a great time. Uh, that's yeah, just, true about everything. Like you're allowed to like yeah. what you like. Yeah. Other uh, people liking it doesn't stop you from getting sure. whatever utility you're going to get out of it. That being said, I think we like looked at this film pretty critically uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and yeah. like, you know, I hope celebrated the things that make Highlander great uh, and the things that we hope a new Highlander movie can be in the future. Cause uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think they just kind of missed the mark all over the place on this. Uh, as, uh, as they said in that letter, uh, they don't understand the Highlander legend. I think the people that made this movie don't understand the, the Highlander legend, you know? So there's, a, there's definitely an aspect of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I watched, I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation recently. Which is a oh, you mean the one with Christopher Lambert? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, which is similarly like kind of a cobbled together sequel mess. And it's very maligned by critics, rightfully so. But I actually like thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Like I had a really great time. And like, I, I can't say that with this movie, with Endgame. Like, I like parts of it but I'm not like having the time of my life watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it, significant question here. You could, just because you br brought up Mortal Kombat as an example, is that, I don't know what your personal level of attachment to Mortal Kombat is. Mine is, 
I don't know, low, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I say as someone who Me really too. likes Mortal Kombat and has, has lost a lot of hours to Mortal Kombat games over my yeah. days, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Does that increase your ability to enjoy a movie like Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Is the yeah. fact that we are so close to Highlander part of what upsets us so much about this? Like, are, are we actually being unobjective because of our level of like knowledge and scrutiny to the rest of the source material? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I wasn't overly attached to Mortal Kombat. I had some like childhood fondness for the characters, uh, but I'm by no means an expert. So that's, that's a good point. That, that could yeah, be a like, factor. I don't know how to factor that in, but it's something we should yeah. acknowledge. Like, yeah, or are we yeah. being a little protective of this thing in a way that we maybe would be? I, we're all people who also enjoy bad movies. Oh yeah, yeah. that is a that is a true fact about mm -hmm. the people in this call. And yet, <laughs> yeah. something, even if this is a bad movie, as we allege, something stopped us from getting like genuine joy out of it. It would seem. And yeah. what is that thing? cobbled together gobbledygook <laughs> uh so a thing for us to perhaps meditate on i suppose so i mean i think i can acknowledge the things that like i probably am a little hung up on but like that doesn't erase some of the other stuff though like you know like i think I, we've tried to look at this thing from all angles like what would i be aware of like we were talking about that early on in these podcasts like if i had never seen highlander before what's the scene tell me and we were having trouble coming up with those answers and that's true. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, also, I mean, we'll go over some reviews in the next episode. Uh, but like those people are pretty detached from Highlander, uh, you know, and a lot of them had seen the original. Uh, at this point, it's kind of a cult classic uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, I think it had arrived at a, a place where like people knew what it was. Uh, and those people didn't find it uh, to be that enjoyable either. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have a question, like uh, not to go back too far but like till the day we are reborn what's that about huh <laughs> i mean it's one of many teased and abandoned themes and themes in this movie like all the religious stuff yeah i mean technically isn't she reborn when <laughs> duncan horribly <laughs> see like all right so let me i'll delve right. i'm gonna rant and rave about some stuff real quick as i'm want to do on this show uh Oof. but so I really, I think our, our original Highlander podcast is, is pretty good. And I hope we gave people a good way to like, look at the film. Right. And I think one of the things we talked about in those reviews was that like, there can be only one is like a more dynamic line than what it appears. Right. It is not just like the rule of the, the game. Like there seemed to be a thing about balance and oneness with nature. Right. And like, and also then there's this like meta level of stuff where like, Oh, all these like souls are coming together into one person. Right. Like, uh, so there's something like interesting about that line, right? And I feel like till the day we are reborn has that like potential, like so much of this movie does. Uh, mm -hmm. Like there, till the day we are reborn has the potential to be like a, there can be only one sort of unifying line to this movie. Like it can be about like, hey, she's physically reborn when he's, she's stabbed. There can be some element of like, well, can you change who you are? Like, how are you reborn as a person? Does Connor get reborn and have to like take on a new life and like all these like things. And like, it's not a theme of the movie at all. Nope. Uh, likewise, the thing we did talk about was this notion of like Kel being like the antichrist. Uh, and we haven't like sum, summed that up too much. Uh, I think that's awesome in this movie. Like to me also, that seems to be a cool follow-up to the symbolism in Highlander one, which is like, there's a white dragon, uh, a black dragon, like this, I don't know, the, this duality thing that's going on. Connor definitely seems to be a Christ figure 
mm -hmm. the first one. Like he, he poses in a Christ pose a lot. Uh, I think some of the other things, like they even say like God fights on our side and it's in reference to Connor. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And to have like Kelby, like, oh, he's the opposite of that. And Kyle, you mentioned like that he's like religious and is it this twisted like reversal thing? Like all this stuff is really cool. Uh, and I feel like that's not explored at all. Like, or, or it's not given, that should be like the driving force uh, to like the narrative is like, is he the antichrist? And like, what do these things represent? Like, I don't know. I just, I never feel like this is about a battle between good and evil. Like Cal, Cal just fizzles out as a bad yeah. guy. Like they set up all these kind of weird, almost threads, but then it's like, no, he's just obsessed with getting revenge on Connor and he's crazy and evil and he'll just yeah. do, do bad things. Yeah, there's just not enough there there. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. The motive being just for dubious reasons he wants to kill Connor it does not intrigue me at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, drug. yeah, all the cool stuff they like kind of set up about him like doesn't pay off. No. And they, they also have this neat element that they come from the same village, which is cool. Like, I, once yeah. again, like the show dealt with philosophy more than this obviously is dealing with. Right. But like, what about that? Like, what made Connor believe people can change and like live a good life, yada, yada, yada. Like, both these people came from the same place, but like their lives went in different directions. Like, that's something this movie could be about, like following them through time. But no. Well, yeah. And they're all yeah. hot. Like, they're all Highlanders. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. And like for some reason, this guy becomes like maniacally evil when his starting point is perhaps as like a, a decent enough priest, right? Yeah. And he seems to like, in in at least one of the cuts, he seems to be like sorrowful about this. Yeah, yeah. He like I think we're supposed to believe that when this movie, like not when the movie opens, but when the chronologically we see him for the first time, that he is like, for lack of a better term, a good man. Yeah, when when this opens, and then yeah. that becomes no longer the case, I guess. And he he becomes like a Kurgan clone. Yes, that's, that's the other issue with these movies, and I don't know if it's a producer thing, but like the bad guy is always like, just like a kooky bad guy, yeah, like, who just does bad things for no reason. And Again, crazy. They had six wacky. six years of a TV show with different villains that showed that you could have captivating people uh yeah. and they, they 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 forgot about that whoops yeah whoops yikes all right let's wrap it up amen how many uh last suppers would you give this movie <laughs> Ooh. so i will give this two and a half two and a half two and a half last suppers interesting i'm very curious if that is higher or lower than your uh, the other uh movie reviews we did Ooh. Ooh, I actually don't remember. What I don't remember either. Me neither. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, Kyle, how many uh, like bubbly uh, quickening faces would you <laughs> <laughs> would you give this movie? This gets one and a half bubbly quickening faces, baby. <laughs> All right. <sighs> this movie is just such a letdown. <laughs> like, I just like I feel it in my bones. It's that how disappointed I think I end up being by this movie when you view it in retrospect, just because it's all just laced with this poisonous knowledge that it didn't have to be this way. <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? And I honestly think almost every step of the way, maybe it's not the story I would have wanted to tell, but with relatively minor changes, most of what they tried to do here could have worked. 
like most of it could have landed and instead it's just kind of insulting and like slipshod and confusing and at times like actually angering yeah and i i just have a hard time like i would rather throw on highlander 2 I would rather throw on Highlander 3 than watch this movie. I like both those movies more than this movie. That is a hard pill to swallow because I think Adrian Paul does great in this movie. And I love Duncan. And I think he's working very hard. So it like pains (laughs) me to say it, but like, cause like he's my Highlander, he's my dude. And it just does not fly. Yeah. (sighs) Wow. All right. Keith, <laughs> how many uh, ADR deleted scenes would you give this movie? Um, sadly, less than the movie contains. I'm giving this, I think, a one. I'm giving it wow. a one. One, baby. Yeah, uh, Kyle, I'm glad you brought up Highlander 2. Uh, I'll incorporate that into my final thoughts. Uh, you know, like, it's funny. We we don't like Highlander 2, but for a variety of, like, completely different reasons, right? Like, Highlander 2, like, there's just story choices that, like, it's like, uh, that's crazy, right? Like, that they're aliens or whatever. But, like, I never think there's a science fiction dome. (laughs) Right. Like, it's like, to me, I'm just like, they they made a movie on the wrong foot. Like, they they just got off on the wrong page, right? Got off on the wrong page? What what am I talking about? (laughs) They got off on the wrong page. So, but, like... At no point in that movie am I like, where are we? Who's talking to who? Is, is that even the actor's voice? Like, those sort of things. Also, like, there's some really great... Co- I mean, there's all sorts of good stuff in that movie, too. Uh, overall, much like Highlander Endgame, I can appreciate all the cool stuff in that movie. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, it's not a very good movie. Uh, but, like, Russell McKay, I think, directs the shit out of Highlander, too. Uh, and they have a lot of yes. problems. But there's, like, some really cool se- beats in that there's some like iconic imagery, which is cool. Uh, it's kind of all out of left field, which is why it makes it so strange. Uh, you know, and people have often said that like, well, if it's not a, if it wasn't a Highlander movie, it'd be a lot better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not like the problem this movie has. This movie is broken. Like story, the story doesn't quite make sense. Like the, the editing and directing, it's just like, it's all over the place. Uh, and it's really just a shame. I don't know. Uh, so I think this, we haven't seen the source in a very long time. Uh, I am very excited to see that. Uh, but this is like, for me, maybe my least favorite Highlander movie, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, I don't know. I actually like, there's some, I think like the look of Highlander three is pretty cool too. Like there's some great sequences in that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I wish I had like better stuff to say about this movie. Like I wish there was more stuff I could pull and be like, Oh, that scene is so cool. Like at least there was that cool, like car chase or this or whatever. I don't know. I don't feel like it has it. And also, like, we enjoy quoting Highlander 3 fairly often. Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to be, like, pulling quotes from this movie? Nope. Like, You want a hey, hot dog? The first line of this movie? <laughs> yeah, like, we're not, like, we don't even have good jokes about it. Maybe that's our mm-hmm. fault. Like, maybe we should have been funnier over the last bajillion episodes. But, like, <laughs> I just don't even feel like I've got anything in the chamber, like, as a result of this movie. Let my man Jin K handle it? <laughs> Yeah. Is that something? Yeah. Thanks, Damon. Yeah. Dash. (laughs) Well, this is this has made me check out the full Damon Dash film catalog. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) The Woodsman and all that stuff. Yeah. What an uplifting film, The Woodsman. Yeah. About pedophiles. (laughs) Starring the Hollow Man himself. The Hollow Man himself. Very Hollow Man. Kevin Bacon. Right. 
All right. Well, uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed our so far nine episodes. So we're, we're going to be doing, we are doing more. We're going to be talking about the reviews of the time, second opinions, mm-hmm. uh, which are very fun. Uh, and of course, reader mail. And again, I'm sure people have a lot of opinions on uh, our coverage of this movie. And maybe we got some stuff wrong. Maybe we missed some stuff. Maybe you got some cool trivia to share. Uh, write us at Rewatch at gmail.com. Uh, and we will do our best to read as many of those emails on the air or parts of them and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so stay tuned for some more Endgame coverage. It's not over yet. So we can't wait. Never was. <laughs> yep. It's all Endgame from now on. Wow. Great. Anyway, thanks, everybody. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.